The first thing I want to talk about, though, are menus. So the first Friday of the month, people would have been paid maybe in the last few days, the last week. And maybe you've got a dinner reservation heading somewhere fancy, maybe the old reliable, whatever it happens to be. You are going to be faced with the prospect of choosing something from a menu. And our reporter, Josh Crosby, has been speaking to people who create dishes, who put those dishes together and then who have to describe those dishes on the menu. And this is the difficulty people have, Josh. They don't always understand. This is it, Kieran. And look, the first thing I can say, I'm not a fuss eater. Those who will cook for me will probably disagree with that. But look, put most edible food up in front of me and I'll probably enjoy it. I'll at least say say I enjoyed it to the waiter as and say it was lovely, as many of us Irish do. But people are getting ticked off with menus, first world problems and all that. Customers don't like when places go out of the way to be awkward or confusing. Some may call it unique. Others could describe it as pointless. What I personally don't like are, are the QR codes now when you go out. Like, I really enjoy the the personal connection when you're out for a meal. I think, look, with all the card payments and self-service, the QR codes, they're just another way of us having fewer human connections. But when it comes to the names and descriptions of food, things have got very creative out there. Now, now this has been going on for a while. Some of the staple dishes we enjoy on a daily basis have been playing a twist on words for decades. So, like, if I say to you, Karen, now, what are soldiers? You know what I'm on about. Uh, Oh... Like in the morning, eggs and soldiers, like the bread or toast cut into strips. Usually served in the morning because they they, they resemble a line of soldiers. But then there are more unusual names. Like, are are you a fan of Spotted Dick? Oh, well, it's a bit of a personal question. (laughs) Josh, I think you can get cream for that if you're wondering if you've got a problem. Have you? Uh, Spotted Dick? I'm surprised you want to talk about it here. You can also eat it like. Oh, Jesus, Josh. (laughs) I mean, that's too far. Much too far. Anyway. This is actually, I don't know what this is though, Spotted Dick. Sorry, I only know it. It's a, it's something English. It is. That's, you hear it on kind of uh, English television, for example, but I don't know actually know what it is. Yeah, so it's an English pudding dessert. Okay. It's, it's not too far off a scone, the same kind of family anyway. But what we are starting to see now are phrases or sayings for a dish. So the likes of the mother load or there's a place in Cork and they've used all Cork slang for their burgers. So you've bures and you've fiends. So you can have a bure meal if you want. I was only in a restaurant in Dublin recently and one of the dishes was literally four words of a saying and it had nothing to do with the food being served but it, but it was a story connected to the owner. So there's no way anyone could have known what it was without asking the waiter. But look, I took to the streets this afternoon to find out what are the things that really get on people's nerves when they go out for a meal? Is it the menu? Is it the service? What does it come down to? And it's all in Italian and you've no idea what anything means. So you have to like Google Translate. You'd be sitting there and you'd be Googling just to try to get a picture of the dish. Yeah. Or like when there's QR codes, you want a proper menu. No, it's just the QR codes. I like having a, a nice menu to look at. It's more vibesy. No, it knows one place that they give you the menu with no price on it. Then you wouldn't pay the bill. It's 60 quid. You're getting a land then? Yeah. And I said to your man, I'm going to report you for that. You should have a price list. And they gave me a bowl of chicken wings saturated in barbecue sauce and I went up and I said what's that 11 euro I said that is a disgrace and they gave me an extra bit of mash they charged me 3.50 we've just eaten out and it wasn't like that at all yeah and it so. was really it was very flamboyant but it was absolutely delicious was you know yeah, it was really it was, worth it you yeah. could understand the menu yeah, yes. yeah, totally. yeah yeah and then everything was explained when the food arrived there was no QR codes or anything like that and probably the most technical we got was paying by card <laughs> on your phone <laughs> so I actually think service in general has kind of the, the standard of service in general has gone down quite a lot you think the QR code is quicker yeah. and you don't, you don't miss the, the human the personal connection no, no. 
Yeah, well, that's what you have children for. Do you look up the QR code yeah. for you and read out the menu to you, maybe? Yes, with the glasses. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you, you prefer going to a, an establishment where there's a QR code? No. But you do? Yeah. So yeah. is it a generational thing, maybe? Or? I'd say so, yeah. I'm very fussy, so everything will annoy me. If the table isn't clean or the basic knife and fork being put in the proper place on a napkin in the restaurant... People put the knife and fork on the wrong side and people don't know how to use their knives and forks. So no. if you're going out and you're paying for your food, you yes. want to be served properly? Absolutely, yes. Yes, it's my money. It's hard earned. So actually, if it's a nice, lovely knife and fork that you can throw in your old handbag and bring it with you then. Add to the collection at home. Oh yeah, yeah. And a few glasses as well. I've never robbed cutlery now from a restaurant. I maybe have taken home the odd pint glass from a pub, I'll admit to that, but never cutlery from a restaurant. Uh, what about the chefs, Josh, or, or people who work in this business of creating menus? Yeah, so look, here, it can't be an easy thing to do. We have trouble at home trying to settle on what we'll have for dinner one night, so trying to come up with something that will appeal to a range of palates and keep in budget must be head-wrecking at times, trying to crunch the numbers. But I got speaking with JJ Healy, who's not only a chef himself, but he's a culinary lecturer at the Munster Technological University. So it was great to hear from JJ as, as he's showing the, the emerging chefs, the chefs of tomorrow, some of the tips and tricks of how to design a menu and make sure you're not losing the customer. JJ was telling me that sticking to the basics is key. If you go into a place and you see something that's like the Book of Kells, you can nearly forget about it. The bigger the menu, the more complicated it's going to be, the less chance that the quality will be good. So, in my opinion, a smaller menu, done right, is the way to go. There is no harm to actually kind of, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. Those little touches make a difference. And the fact that you haven't declared it makes it a surprise to the guest, kind of, you know what I mean? Why are we starting to see more restaurants now incorporating descriptions or phrases for a dish rather than actually what the dish is? I can see some of the reason why behind that and then there's some of it which is poor enough. I would say some of the reasons why is to create engagement with the customer. So they ask something about uh, if there's something unusual on the menu or some unusual phrasing. But then again, on the other side of that, where you make something too flowery and, you know, loads of, you know, alliteration and, you know, being a very kind of uh, poetic looking. And then what comes out isn't, you've built up the guest's expectation and then, they, you know, you haven't delivered. But sometimes a little odd phrase or something there that someone will ask about or an odd ingredient that they haven't heard of, it creates a conversation and kind of gets the, the guests to buy into the into the menu or into the ideas behind what the restaurant owner has, you know. Where do you see the future of menus going? Or are menus going to change? Can we expect much developments with menus? Oh, I, I definitely think so. You're going to see, in the next few years, you're going to see certain things becoming very expensive, like fish. You're going to see plant-based diet becoming more, like people are going to become more flexitarian, I think. I see a, a, a higher price for some things that we've got used to before being cheaper. Okay, so that's what JJ Healy had to say. He's a culinary lecturer at MTU. But you have been to restaurants around Dublin in particular. Did you get confused by any menus? Well, look here, I'll admit, I don't speak French and I don't speak Spanish. So there are multiple times when I go for a meal. And if there's a, a nice dish with one of my favourite meats on it or whatever it is, and it's served on a bed of gobbledygook or some ingredient that sounds exotic, it won't turn me off the dish at all. Because, look, I know the main event on the plate is still what I'm after. So I'm kind of half intrigued. But 
but if the meat is done in a way I've never heard of, then I'll either be out with Google looking for a picture or I'll be asking the waiter. And sometimes I'll go for it if it sounds nice. Other times I'll resort back to the menu and see if I can find something something nicer that I'm familiar with to try it and test it. But I popped into Peplos on St. Stephen's Green and I met with executive chef Graeme Dodgerill. Now, Graeme says you need to know your customer base when designing a menu. The big challenge definitely the past year has been cost uh, and that's been put straight onto the onto the menu uh, across the board. It's made eating out a lot more expensive. As a chef, it's very hard to kind of counteract that and see what we can do to find a solution for that. But apart from the price tag, when someone's walking past and they give a quick glance at a, a menu, what are you trying to create there to catch their eyes? Or is it? Well, the main thing for us at Peplos is, obviously, we're city centre, Stephen's Green. We do big volume of numbers here. So we have to be all things to all people. So our first thing, and the, the boss always says this, value for money. And we want something on the menu that will appeal to everybody. So we wouldn't be a niche restaurant. Why do you think we're starting to see more descriptions of dishes being on the menu or quirky names? I think um, a lot of chefs, um, when they write their menu, they there's so there could be so many elements or so many ingredients in those dishes that if they were to put everything in the description, it would be a, a paragraph. So they break it down to the three or four main ingredients or components. And also it leaves a little bit of imagination for the customer going, oh, I wonder how that's going to pan out. If they only see three words like carrot, licorice, venison, unless they're professional, they won't really know how they're going to get all them working together. And has it always been a thing that you will have maybe a menu described as a a phrase or described as a saying? Um, It kind of depends on the style of the restaurant. Some customers get an idea in their head of what to expect and then sometimes they're a little bit let down if it's not the same thing in their head, you know, and they go, oh, I didn't expect that at all. And then the other way, they go, oh, that's sensational. I didn't imagine it'd be that good. So it, it can work either way. So for the customer, I suppose, ask if you're not sure. Absolutely. That's why all the waiters are there, all the management teams are there. Ask if you're not sure, ask your waiter. You see, it's easy for Graham Dodrell and Peblos to say, um, ask. Sometimes you're a bit embarrassed, mm. don't you? Especially if the restaurant's particularly fancy you kind of get well maybe you don't Josh but you, I kind of get imposter syndrome like I, I, maybe I'm not supposed to be here and they'll find me out <laughs> and they'll definitely find me out if I say what does this mean so I just don't ask but I think we're all guilty if, if we're not completely satisfied we don't really say it I don't do you do you say something I, back I never say anything back but no they could they, 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 I could ask for a well done steak and they could bring me out a cow crawling across it and no, I'd never ask for a well done steak but if I did the cow could still be alive and Mooing. I go yeah no that's grand, yeah. Thanks a million. Yeah, it was lovely. It was yeah. lovely. Oh, that was delicious. <laughs> Jesus, I've never, I've never yeah. eaten better. And give food. them a tip. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, anyway, um, it, like the the reason we talk about this is because um, in the appendant, uh, uh, Katie, is it uh, uh, ing? Um, uh, restaurant menus are ruining eating out. They're supposed to seduce you, not humiliate you. So, I mean, are are, are people you have been speaking to suffering that humiliation? you know, finding these fancy menus they can understand. Yeah, well, look, as I was saying there, if people are heading out for a meal tonight and if you're going somewhere any bit fancy at all, I don't think the average Joe is going to know every ingredient. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's all part of it. It's all part of the dining experience to try out the new flavours and the experiences. Sure, I suppose that's why we go out, really, apart from being fed. But but I met people of all ages today and price budgets as well to ask them how they feel about fancy names on menus. And most people don't think there's any need. Smashed avocados, 
cracked pepper, just stupid silly names. You wouldn't be calling it smashed avocado, <laughs> or, no? No, I'd be calling it avocado that fell on the floor, but I quickly picked it up before anybody noticed. It's it's all a little bit silly and pretentious. But what about when you see descriptions or when a, a dish is maybe titled with a phrase instead of the ingredients? Uh, I don't mind it. It's up, it's it's all trying to upsell your product. I don't mind it. It's 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 a nice idea. Like mayonnaise and aioli, why not? Stand out from yeah, the crowd. Stand out from the crowd, exactly. I think it's a bit of a nonsense. I'd rather just see, look, what's what's on the menu? What's the food? Forget about all the bells and whistles. Thank you very keep much. Keep it basic. Keep, keep it let basic. Let me know what I'm yeah. getting. Exactly, yeah, because that might keep the costs down too. They have accordion potatoes rather than like regular potatoes, or they have like a cinnamon scroll rather than like a cinnamon roll, or like it's all kind of kind of fancy. What kind of potatoes did you say they were? Accordion potatoes. Accordion potatoes. Yeah. What are they like? The it's like a spiral. They're cut into spirals that you can pull apart. My local Japanese restaurant, which is lovely, um, I haven't a clue what, I, what I'm getting because it's uh, something you need to learn, and I haven't learned it yet. And are you asking the waiter or the waitress? Ah, yes, no, they're helpful in that, but I mean, you can't ask them one. Tell me what those five different things. Are, which is, so you're just going for it? Oh, yeah, just give it a try and see what happens. Shoot for the best and... <laughs> that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Very posh, but it's only basic. So you think adding on these names... Oh, is- yeah, yeah. Creme, whatever, and just an old bit of melted cheese. <laughs> <laughs> We're from the bog, so don't mind us. What do you think? Do you think is it just a, a waste of time? A waste of time and a waste of money. There's like, I've been to a restaurant before. It, it's not long opened up and it's just glorified posh names, but... It's just basic food. At the end of the day, you're getting your, your well, meat and two veg. Well, you'll come, yeah, well, yes. come here, you come out there and you'll nearly go and get a bag of chips then on the way home. <laughs> and there'll be no fancy name for chips. Or a curry. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh Crosby, uh, thank you very much uh, for that uh, report. 